Talk 830 WCCO. You actually got more than just two and a half hours. You got, you know, some more years. Oh, we know that Chris Hine, he's locked in on this. Chris Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, he's joining us here on the John Chichicola Banker Hotline. Happy holidays, Chris. How you been? I'm good, Henry. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm a little animated tonight. You know, we got... Some topics that we're going to get into here, not just uh, in the first couple of segments, but throughout the evening that uh, that'll get me fired up as well as some of the uh, some of the listeners, some of the callers, you know, a little back and forth. It's all, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's all good. It's, it's the holiday season. Right. Enjoy the season. That's right. That's right. If you can't have fun on the radio, you know, what what are you what are you doing it for? Right. I know, man. That's what I'm saying. You know, give my opinion whether you like it or not. Hey, look. You are paid to give your perspective, your insight on the Wolves. I am uh, doing the same thing. You're just doing it in print print form as well as on the radio because you join this show a lot, and I appreciate that. But I want to you know, look back at last night and what we witnessed between the Wolves and the Memphis Grizzlies, both teams that were missing you know, significant pieces. And, you know, Bain's a really good player and, and Cat's a really good player, but – there was something different about the Wolves last night in their 109-101 victory, at least in my opinion. How, how did you view last night's game and just maybe the, the energy, the effort, um, even the atmosphere early was kind of dead in the, in the building and then it picked up a little bit later? Just your thoughts on last night. Yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, when you, when you suffer injury, when you have injuries that happen to, to big stars and, and, you know, big change happen. You know, sometimes that first game after it, it happens, you can come out with a lot of energy and come out and actually play well maybe in that first game, right? And it's all the games after when you might feel the impact of of a longer-term injury or a significant absence for a while in the season. So I was not all that surprised, especially given that the opponent was Memphis, that the Wolves came out and, you know, at least – had a lot of effort that was there last night. The, the offense was painful to watch in the first half, yep. uh, especially, especially to open the night. And they were fortunate that Memphis played down to their level last night as well. But give the Wolves credit. They, they did what they had to do to get a win. And I think that's the mantra that they need to have. Whatever it's going to take on a nightly basis for the next however many weeks it's going to be with Towns out, they have to do. You know, whether that's defense, you know, getting into these, these brick fests and rock fights with teams and keeping the score low, forcing turnovers, um, and, you know, relying on, you know, people like Anthony Edwards uh, and, and Jalen Noel and D'Angelo Russell. These guys are going to have to step up and carry the load offensively here for however long Carl is out. I'm with you, and I agree with you. Like, like when you look at last night, the Memphis Grizzlies, they clearly did not play to their level. Like, I, I thought that they were off their game last night, but I got to give credit to the Wolves. They, they picked up on that, and they took advantage of the opportunity when it was presented to them. Um, I, I had a take last night on Timberwolves tonight, and I still feel the same way, but I wonder your thought on my thought. When I just look at the Wolves, and this is before last night, okay? This is not just about last night, but last night it stood out because Cat uh, is is not playing and is not going to play for the next month, possibly month and a half. But I just feel like this collection of Minnesota Timberwolves basketball players in this team, I just feel like they're better with small ball. Like, I'm not sure that the Twin Towers thing will ever work, 
But it just seems like with Anthony Edwards a part of this organization, when they go smaller, it just seems like they mesh better. What, what, what do you make of that? Yeah, I think so far, I think that's, that's proven to be true, um, especially when they get into some of their other lineups uh, and on the offensive end of the floor. Obviously, I think Ant is much more comfortable playing in smaller lineups like this because the paint is a little less crowded for him. Uh, he kind of said that earlier in the year. He wasn't pinning blame on anyone specifically. You know, wasn't singling anybody out. Um, but, you know, he, he said that, listen, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of traffic in the paint when he goes to the hoop. So maybe that's, that's a, being alleviated a little bit here with some of these smaller lineups. Yeah, um, yeah and the other thing, the other thing to, to consider, too, is, uh, you know, they didn't have everybody back last time. They're going to have, like, Torian Prince, Jordan McLaughlin, and uh, Jaden McDaniel coming back here relatively soon. Um, so we'll see kind of what the, what the lineups and the configurations look like uh, over the next four weeks here. But maybe, maybe they find something out about themselves that they didn't anticipate, you know, before Carl's injury. Maybe that's what comes out of this stretch. It's still going to be hard. It's still going to be an uphill climb to – to stay afloat without Carl, given all that he can bring, especially on the offensive end of the floor. Um, but yeah, as for these smaller lineups, they got to play smaller now. You saw one lineup last night where they basically had four guards on the floor, and Ant was playing the de facto four for for a stretch of time. So you're going to see a lot of a lot of different stuff. And again, whatever works to get them through this next month. This obviously is not like an experiment to try and build on stuff moving forward and, and figuring out like a, a sustainable model of success for this time period, because they're still committed to having Kat and Rudy work together. But for this, you know, like I said, month, two months, however long it's going to be, um, they got to figure out what works in the short term and just roll with it. Yeah. We're talking to Chris Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, talking Timberwolves with him here on the late show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Christopher Hine. Uh, speaking of Anthony Edwards, um, it was his night last night, man. He looked spectacular. He looked really good. Uh, he was engaged. On both ends of the basketball court, I mean, defensively, I thought that that was one of the better games that we've seen out of him um, in his career so far to this point. And then he just he finished, man. He was the closer in the fourth quarter. He was attacking, attacking, attacking uh, right there at the very end. You know, he's talking to T. Morant, John Morant's dad, and he says, I'm the truth. So he was letting it be known that I, I am him. I am that guy. What, what did you make of Ant's night? That's what he's going to need to do going forward like this is this is on ant like if anybody's gonna have to step up and step up their game to get them through this patch of time this is it this is ant's time um there's nothing in the way now uh of him having to take over and and be the main guy on the offensive end of the floor for this team that's one of the things that they had talked about you know before and the dynamic of this team was going to have to be guys were going to have to sacrifice because there's so much out there when it comes to, you know, Carl and Rudy and Ant and Delo and everybody trying to get their, their usage, right? Well, now with Carl gone, that's a lot of usage that's out of the starting lineup. And most of that should probably go to Ant because he can do things on the floor that nobody else can, as you saw in the fourth quarter last night. So this is, this is his time. There's no more excuses of having, to share, or having really to share the ball a ton. Um, you know, and trying to consciously make an effort to make sure guys get their touches or get their shots up. If, if Ant is, is rolling, they should just give him the ball and let him do his thing. 
um, and not have to worry about other guys because there should be enough to go around with Carl out. Hey, do you know or have any update on Jordan McLaughlin? Because because when Jordan's on the basketball court, man, he's he's a difference maker. He really can get these guys into good sets, and and he takes care of the basketball, and he takes he makes good decisions. So you know, getting him back on the court, I think, is going to mean a lot because then you know, number one, you're deeper, your rotation's better, um, and he just kind of you know is great with the flow of things offensively. Do, do we have any? Do we have any update on on on? Is he kind of basically day-to-day that's that's the characteristic the last time we asked i asked about him was in washington before the game and chris finch basically said uh you know with a calf strain and maybe this pretends something to come with carl as he gets close to returning but jordan's calf strain is just like one of those things where it's tricky you never know like on a, on a given day how it might react or how it's going to feel um, he's been traveling. He was on their last road trip. He was, you know, working out before the games and, and things like that, going through warm-ups. Um, this had been, he said it was something that was bothering him for a little while before he had to sit down uh, because of it. Um, so that's that's the best we got right now is that it's just kind of a tricky thing to deal with, and and they're not going to try to force him back in before he's fully healthy to play. So uh, the schedule is doing him a couple favors here. Uh, over the next few days uh, and over the next week, really, they play on Saturday and they don't play again until Wednesday. So, you know, only two games in the next, like, six or seven days. So even if they miss Saturday's game, maybe that, you know, there's enough time for some of these guys to come back for Wednesday. Yep. All right, last thing for you, Chris, and then we'll let you go. The t- Take the take – the, um the fit out of this, okay, and the fit, because I'm talking about Rudy Gobert. I don't think that it's been a great fit for Rudy Gobert um, on this team so far. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how his role evolves. But just to this particular point, what type of letter grade would you give him just based on his play? Oof. That's tough. That's, t- um, that's tough to do. I'm asking you a tough question, yes. Yeah, and I, I'm not usually in the business of grading players. I leave that to my colleague Mike Rand to do for, <laughs> for the grades. Okay, um, but I'll I'll say a B minus. Okay, um, just because offensively at times it's looked clunky and the issues with trying to catch passes and everything just it feels it feels more deflating sometimes when when those issues happen than just a singular turnover should be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because it's like there are times where he's like, oh, he's open. He's about to get a layup or a dunk or, or an, a lob oop or something like that, and then he fumbles the ball, and it's just like, oh, you had a layup or a dunk, and now they're going the other way on you in transition. So those can be really deflating, I just think, in, this, in the context of a game. That being said, you know, before McDaniels went out, the defense was – statistically okay and was doing was doing better than last year's team was just in terms of the numbers so there was an element of the defense coming coming along here um, but at the same time he he, sing, he singularly cannot pull together a defense I think that's one thing I've learned here is that he needs guys around him to play well and that maximizes what he's able to do so miss, missing Jaden McDaniels from from the defensive rotation here has been has been big over these last few games because they've taken a hit because their perimeter defense was lacking at least until uh, last night's game against Memphis. So, yeah, kind of a B minus or so. I, don't, I, I assume you would go lower? Um, I would look at, I, I'd say about a B. 
I, I really would. I'd say about okay. B, B, B or B minus. I don't think he's been terrible. Um, he's had some, you know, he's had some moments. Clearly, he's had some bad moments. He's had some some really good moments. But but I think you're right there. B B minus. Yeah, yeah, that, that that feels about right because I I don't I, I I think that when the defense is playing well, um, I think he's he's really added to that end of the floor and has really helped uh, with some of the issues they had last year. So that's that's why I think it's still. You still got to see how it's going to play out before everybody hits abandoned yep. ship on this on this move. Yep, Christopher Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune talking Timberwolves here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Hey, Chris, man, always a pleasure. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Henry. Anytime. All right, take care. That's Chris Hine joining us here on the Good Neighbor.